When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day everyone and welcome to another episode of On The Turnbuckle here on mypodcasthouse.com or whatever you're listening to us on. Thank you for joining us. The music of John Cena. Fantastic to see him back on our TV screens in the last week or so. We'll talk more about that a little bit later on. But first of all, let me introduce my two co-hosts for our interview today, Welshy and Jules. Hello, boys. Very good, eh, Tony? How are you? I'm excellent. Thank you, Welsh. Jules, good day to you. Welcome. Hey, what's the story? How you doing? Yeah, I'm doing very, very well. What a massive week it's been for Australian wrestling. I know we're going to talk about this a lot more later on, but gee whiz, as a lover of uh, Japanese wrestling, Jules, you must have been ecstatic with the result on the weekend. Oh, look, I'm, I'm not ashamed to say that tears left my eyes, for sure. Um, oh, it was incredibly gosh. emotional for me. Well, yeah. we're also lovers of the of the man in question as well. Friend yeah. of the family. Um, because, uh, the family. The friend of the family. Let's um let's let's go into the reason that Lyle's not here for the start of the show. Really. Oh yeah, I was gonna ask that. Where the hell is he? So it's it's Lyle's I got a message off Lyle today. Yeah. It's his wife's birthday tomorrow. Yeah. And he had to run out tonight to get her a birthday present. Okay, so it's Wednesday night, so there's not too much open after 5.30 apart from Woolworths or Coles. Um, I reckon Aldi she's until something. 8 o'clock. You might have gone to Aldi in the special buys in the middle. Well, oh, she's getting something from 7-Eleven, let's face it. <laughs> like, how long has he known? It's not like her birthday. Well, he's known 12 months, him. hasn't he? It's not, it's not, also, like, her birthday is like a day before his. He, he knew it was coming. No. Are we sure that he's not after so long in lockdown? taking the opportunity to go on a date with somebody else's wife? Well, this is true. Yeah, this could point, be the case. Actually. It's a very, very good point. Uh, let's we're, get we're into a, our... We had a good chat with JXT last episode. It was a great chat with JXT. back that far. Always love talking to the J-Stick. I wish I had been a part of it. Oh, that's why it was so good. <laughs> it possibly was. We had Danders on. Yes, correct. A couple of weeks ago. And no show last week, just due to the lockdown situation. There wasn't much to talk about. So uh, we're back this week with this lady. All right, boys, time to catch up with our guest tonight. And she's a lady that's been around the Brisbane scene for a while, a bit of a late starter into the wrestling world, but she's taken it by storm in the time she's been there. Would you please welcome to our little podcast, Lucille Brawl. Hello, Lucille. Hello. How are you? Good, good. Excellent. Very good. Uh, straight off the top, I'm going to say with the name of Lucille Brawl, I actually thought you would have had red hair. 
<laughs> it was <laughs> it was definitely a thought in the in the beginning, but I, I, I do green too much. I love green too much. <laughs> For those that uh, this is a audio medium, of course, Lucille just went and got her hair done today, and it's a very iridescent green and will go beautifully with your green outfit that you normally wear in the ring. I hope so. <laughs> How long did it take? Um, uh, I got there at one o'clock and I left at about 4.30. That's a, <laughs> That's a lot of yeah. small talk. <laughs> For the most part, I, I mean, most of my hair appointments tend to take that long because I do the blonde and everything like that. So we talk for the first part and then we sort of sit in silence for the rest of it. We've got a good understanding, me and my hairdresser. <laughs> it's an important relationship, um, a human being and their hairdresser. It it's, sure um, is. It's one of those things where once you find a good one, you, you'll follow them to the length of the earth. Oh, absolutely. Let's talk about the name Lucille Brawl because it is one of the one of, if not my favourite, wrestling name in the world. Um, how did it, How did you come up with it? I actually didn't. <laughs> 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 so, I mean, I was brainstorming names when I very first started, and this is like way before I'd even thought about um, stepping in the ring to, to wrestle. I'd been training for all of three months or something, I think. And um, I was sitting down with a few friends, and we're just brainstorming, like, standard names, not that I remember any of the other ones that were put out there, you know, because um, this one's stuck, obviously. But um, it was just a friend of mine who who brought it up. Like, I think something must have been on TV, I think, and it just clicked with him and he said it and that was it. It stuck. Nobody was going to say anything else after that. <laughs> Excellent. That's always nice when something just hits you and that's it. Yeah, that's it. it and, that, and it stuck the from the entire time. Like I had gimmick after gimmick in my head about what I was going to do from the beginning, but really Lucille Brawl was always going to be the name no matter what from the from the get-go. It's a it's it's aligned to an extent, sort of to a, a, a name of a heel, isn't it? It is a little, and uh, mostly, I guess, because originally I was always told that you know you're, you're, you've got a you've got a, you've got a mean face. You can do a really mean face when you're in the ring. You always look real grumpy and angry, so you'd be a really good heel. Um, and then it just happened that I came out, and everyone loved me, and so it kind of just was how it went. Unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, great. It's I love it, but yeah. um, originally it was you know everything was designed around being a heel, including the the logo and everything, you know. Um, but we've just worked with it. <laughs> I think it's great that it reminds me of a roller derby name, that kind of a, a yeah. badass, like tough persona. Um, I guess my question is. Uh, has Bobby Bishop ever been tempted to go for something like Desi Arnasty or something like to, to follow the thing? Oh, that's nice. I like that. <laughs> I think he's so stuck on his name now that he doesn't want to change anything. But I've always, I've, I've said that um, he, it'd be really cool to do something like that. But he's like, well, you know, superheroes have the the two name, two name, like the two syllable. What's the the thing that? You know, Peter Parker, yeah, um, the, that um, kind of stuff, you know. The phonetic naming. That's the one, yeah. Um, and he's got Bobby Bishop. So it still sort of it still sort of works. <laughs> it's a lot of it's an alter ego's name for sure. It is, absolutely. <laughs> now, you and Bobby have um, got the three count wrestling academy in Brisbane, which is the best place to train if you're in Brisbane or southeast Queensland. Um, we like to think to so. Us- Talk to us about the process of, of taking that risk and, and starting the school. 
It was, um, it was kind of a no brainer for us in the beginning. Um, it was, it, in the beginning, we had someone who was running the school who couldn't run the school anymore. And we just had so many good people in that school. Um, and we just didn't want it falling into the wrong hands. You know, we wanted to make sure that those people were still going to get the best opportunities. Those people who had been with us for so long, who were doing all the right things and working really hard, were still going to have that and weren't doing it for nothing. So um, it was Bobby who originally said, look, I think we should look at maybe taking over and seeing what we can do on our end. And then up until that point, we'd kind of already been running things to begin with because the other person had slowly moved their way out. Um, and so it, we kind of just fell into our laps almost um, before we even really knew, before we even knew really. Um, it was, but it was a no brainer in the beginning. We, we wanted to make sure that the people in Brisbane and the guys that have been training for so long in Brisbane had a place that they felt comfortable and they were going to be able to learn from the best. How many wrestling schools are there in Brisbane? There is one, two, there's like three in the like Brisbane, sort of greater Brisbane area. Yeah. And there's one on the Sunshine Coast sort of area, like a little bit further north. And are all doing a pretty good trade? I, I think so. Yeah. There are, yeah. We've got a few. Um, we, we, we really try and work with everyone here. Like we, there's no segregation here. If you want to come and train with, um, if you want to come and train with us and you go and train with another school, the door's always open for you. We're not going to tell you, no, well, you've trained with these guys for this long. So you can't come here. We, we, we're very open to anyone coming in and training with us. And the same if the guys wanted to go train elsewhere at the same time. So you've got Mark Davis working with you at three count. Um, what kind of an influence has he brought to training and what kind of intensity does he bring to a training session? Oh man. Uh, yeah. Intensity is the word. <laughs> um, a lot of fun. He's a really, really fun guy to work with, but um, he's definitely intense. He, he brings a lot of that, um, that knowledge over from the UK um, really sort of delves into what's going to make uh make you guys look good in the shortest amount of time um because he's obviously you know he goes and does all his stuff as well you know as you can as you know he's going back across the UK shortly so he's he wanted to just make sure that he could drill into us as much as he possibly could in the little time that he had here um and so intensity is key when it comes to his training um and I mean the guy's he love it. They, they love the intensity that he brings to it. But um, he also makes sure that it's fun too. Tell you what, Lucille, in the short period of time, and, and we'll talk about that, you've only been wrestling for the last two or three years, from what I understand. Yeah. You've come up against some big names in the business in female wrestlers, Shazza McKenzie, uh, Jessica Troy and the like. That's not bad. Yeah, I find myself pretty lucky um, when it comes to those sort of things. Uh, I when I, my, Some of my first matches, like my very, very first match, my debut match was against uh, Jessica Troy, which is, I like, I, I, I'm so blessed to have that as my debut match. Um, not, not everyone can say that that's what they got to do. And yeah. to be able to say, yep, she was my debut match, you know, she's going to be big. She's going to be overseas doing all the amazing things soon and I'm gonna be like that was my debut match you know it's awesome <laughs> to know that that's what I can do because she's incredible uh she's one of the best wrestlers in Australia if the world even I have no doubt about it um but I I'm just really lucky I just feel very lucky 
And not only that, you you hold a win over Jess Troy. So does that give you the confidence that you can pretty much defeat anyone? (laughs) Um, I don't think so. (laughs) I definitely, I definitely feel like I've got what it takes. Um, But there's obviously always extenuating circumstances in any match. (laughs) But but when you are lining up for your first match and it's with Jessica Troy, um, how lucky are you that you've got someone who's going to make you look as good as you can possibly look? And be selfless. And that was exactly it. She just made sure that everything was so easy for me. Um, As terrified as I was, um, I think I would have been way more terrified if I wasn't with someone as incredible as her. Um, She really did make me look like a million bucks. And for a debut match, again, not everyone can say that. People tend to look back on their first few matches and go, oh, God, that's horrible. But I look back and I go, yeah, you know what? I'm feeling pretty good about this. Is that something you take into your training when you're working with young wrestlers now about um, the importance of, of making them feel comfortable early in their career? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, Bobby and I really uh, want to make sure that um, when the new guys that we have in our beginners and that kind of stuff step up, they, um, they have people that they feel comfortable with when they first start as well and start getting onto shows. Um, we are in talks with our, our shows around here at the moment to, you know, work with these guys to make sure like myself and Bobby can go up against them or someone that they know just so they do feel that comfortability in the ring, especially when they've been people where they train with. So it's, it's, it is very important. For yourself, uh, Lucille, you were a late starter in the business. A, a lot of people get into it 18, 19, 20. You were mid-20s when you got into it. What was the reason for getting into the business? And uh, are you happy you did? <laughs> um, it was one of those weird things. I'm one of those people who has kind of tried every sport and every, you know, extracurricular activity under the sun. Um, you know, I've done football, I've done soccer, I've done basketball, I've done tennis, you know, I did dance, I did singing. I've done so many different things and I always give everything a bit of a try, but nothing ever really stuck with me, you know. Um, so when uh, I had a friend pop up on my Instagram saying, hey, I did some wrestling training this weekend in Brisbane, I'm just like, hold on a second. I didn't know there was wrestling in Brisbane. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I've got to give that a go, don't I? Because it's just, you know, in what world do you get to go and do wrestling training? Um, so I went and gave it a try. And I don't know, that was the thing that stuck with me. It was the one thing that stuck. <laughs> with all of the sports and activities that you've done previously, which one best prepares you for wrestling? Hmm. I did some uh, I did some kickboxing for a little while, and that's probably the most that the one that definitely prepared me the most. Um, having that knowledge of like how you're supposed to kick and where you're supposed to punch and that kind of stuff was definitely valuable to me. The other thing that I was going to ask you too is not only have you come up against some great wrestlers, but you've also had the opportunity to travel a fair bit too in your short career of a couple of years. That match that uh, Jules was talking about, that defeat of Jessica Troy, was down here at Evie's Diner in Melbourne in the girl, MCW Girls. You've been over to ECW, EPW in Perth. You've been down to Sydney, all over the place, which is fantastic, once again, in such a short period of time. Yeah, again, I just, I'm just very lucky. I suppose Bobby and I, when I first started, he really took me under his wing um, when I first started and saw how much I wanted this. And so he's like, right, well, we're going to do this right. Um, so 
from about six months in, I think, six months to a year in, we were organizing to spend a week down at PWA to train. We were working out how we could get over here to train, talk to these people and what can we do here. Um, all of our travel was never in the beginning about getting bookings. It's just learning everything we could from all the best people in Australia. Um, so EPW, we went there for the camp. We never expected to get on the show. We just went there because we wanted to learn there for the week and, and we got chosen to do the show, which is amazing. Um, really, really amazing opportunity for us. Um, and uh, there was a few things that sort of popped up on the way. And it's, again, I, I just find myself so incredibly lucky to have had the kind of spread I've had in the last couple of years um, due to the help of uh, a lot of people around me here, um, really good people here. They say you make your own luck and that's effectively what you've done. You, you put yourself in front of people's faces and given them the opportunity to see where you're at. Yeah, and that's the biggest thing. I think um, when I first started, my uh, trainer was Rufio um, and he really instilled in us from the very beginning, um, travel, go everywhere, learn everything, know everyone. Um, and that was the thing that I did. I went out there and just met everyone that I could. And when people came up to see us, I would make sure that I introduced myself and spoke to these people and just made myself known to everyone uh, wherever I could. And uh, I guess that's sort of where I, um, I got all of my great opportunities from. The know everyone is interesting because my next question was about to be that from the outside, it appears that you are an incredible networker. And I just wanted to know if that was something that comes naturally to you or if it's something you've had to really work on. Um, I can talk <laughs> if you can't already tell, <laughs> I can talk your ear off, uh, as much as possible. So I think, um, it's something that's always been fairly natural to me. I am, I like being friends with people. I like just talking to the people around me, whether they are the person who is doing the lighting on a show up to the, the person who runs the thing. Um, I just like to know people and speak to people and be friends with people, um, and it's never, I've never actually gone to specific people just to be like, oh, this is, this is who I am and I'm going to be this person. And, you know, um, I, I want to know who you are because you're the big dog. It was always just, I want to know you because I want to get to know these people around me. You guys, um, these guys are all uh, important to the whole dynamic of wrestling in Australia. And to not know these people is, is silly because that, that's what you want to be a part of if you don't know the people how are you going to really be a part of it, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, you have another trip to Melbourne, COVID permitting, upcoming. Fingers um, crossed. To, to DMDU. Uh, and I know that's somewhere you've wanted to work for quite a while. Yeah, absolutely. Um, ever since it started, it was somewhere that I've been, I've been begging to get down to. Um, I really wanted to do it uh, with my tag partner, with Bobby. Um, so the fact that I get to go down there and, and do a tag match with him is just the best possible scenario, best possible outcome for us. So um, they're an incredible show. They've just made leaps and bounds over just the last few months. Like they're incredible. They started strong and they keep going strong and that's incredible for them. And I, I have to be a part of it, you know. And it's a good match that you've been um, announced for as well. Yeah, again, I, I get these amazing opportunities and I just feel so blessed that uh, people think that I'm worthy enough to be put into these kinds of positions with, the, with these amazing wrestlers, you know, um, fantastic people and fantastic wrestlers. 
Please don't tell me Vixen is on the other tag team because if she is, then that's going to be glass and all that sort of stuff. No, no, it's our one listener, Aisha. Oh, Aisha, that's all right. Phew. I was getting worried for you there, Lucille. <laughs> no. Light bulbs and tacks and ah. Oh. Terrifying. No, thank you. <laughs> Something you'd think you'd ever try? Look, maybe. Um, I don't know. It, it, I think it would depend. I might try like a light tube match one day, maybe. But I don't know. I don't know about the, the pointy things going in my body, like the skewers and the tacks. I, did, I don't know about that. I don't like needles enough as it is to have like several thousand of them going to your body. I'm not sure I'm okay with. <laughs> yeah. well, I struggle enough to watch them. Yeah. <laughs> Just hearing you then talk about DMDU, it's, it's, there's a lot of parallels there. You say they've uh, not been going long, they've started strong and they've kept going. You could have been just describing yourself. <laughs> Maybe that's why I like them so much. <laughs> a, lot of, uh, a lot of wrestlers base their character on another character that they're, they're fond of, whether it be another wrestler or even cartoon characters, possibly even uh playstation characters or nintendo characters anything like that for you are you a a, a, a nintendo fan i am a nintendo fan um my character my character is based on almost all of those things <laughs> um i'm based on uh, obviously hurricane uh goes to figure like goes to show um hurricane is one of the the best i love i love hurricane this the character work that he does just incredible. He's, yeah. he's freaking awesome. So I definitely base it around that. Um, and also because I just love superheroes um, and comics and that kind of stuff since I was a kid. So, you know, they say to build your character around the thing you know and the thing you love. And that's sort of what I did. Um, and then obviously you've got um, like your Zelda. Um, yeah, so I built it around Link with the, the green and the cape and the hood and that kind of stuff. That was that was very Link. Um designed there's a little bit of uh like Kim Possible Shigo in there as well um I kind of just built it around a lot of different characters that I loved when I was growing up but also um I kind of looked at the a little bit out there characters as well the ones that people don't normally look at when they think wrestling I suppose so yeah (laughs) I was expecting to hear a green lantern thrown in there somewhere no Green Lantern. No, that wasn't one of the, wasn't one of them. But there was a lot of green in there. I, I, funnily enough, I didn't even base it around the green. It was just they all happened to be green. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because I think Hurricane based his on Green Lantern a little bit. So there is so a second maybe, generation of green. Okay. There is. <laughs> um, news popped up uh, earlier this month that Pro Wrestling League would be making a comeback in Queensland. Mm-hmm. What is that going to mean for the industry uh, up north? Um, I think it's going to uh, mean that we're going to have a bigger boom um, of, of wrestling up here. I think Pro Wrestling League is the like the tip top tier of wrestling and was the tip top tier of wrestling in uh, in Brisbane um, for a really you know while that while they were around. Um, and they really put a lot of effort into their shows. They really put a lot of work into it. Um, you know, and I think those kinds of shows and the people who run it, they really put a lot of hard yards and a lot of work into it. You really see what outcomes, like the outcome shows just how much they put into it. Um, and I think it's going to really um, hopefully step it up 
for for Queensland and Brisbane and, you know, really put us like on the map again um, because we, it, they definitely did when they were around, when they fell away during COVID and that kind of stuff. It sort of fell apart again and, and, and Queensland and Brisbane wasn't really talked about much anymore. So I think bringing it back is definitely going to bring that kind of talk back around uh, Brisbane and Queensland wrestling. Because Queensland was almost the peak of Australian wrestling for quite a long time. So um, some of the people who I'm hearing whispers of getting involved um, are the very tip top of Australian wrestling. Yeah, absolutely. And um, we really want to try and bring uh, as much knowledge and as much um, uh, experience from around Australian wrestling to really make sure that it is really impactful when, it, when, we, when we bring it back. So we are lucky as fans because you've been able to travel around. So whether you live in Perth or whether you live in Melbourne or whether you live in Sydney, you've been able, we've been able to see Lucille Brawl. But if someone wanted to get into watching uh, the best of Queensland wrestling, um, where would you think there's a good place for them to start? Um, so at the moment, there's a few shows of Pro Wrestling League on YouTube uh, for absolute free. Um, so that would probably be your best place to start. Um, those shows, again, uh, some amazing wrestlers from around Australia were on them. Uh, they were really done incredibly well. They have, you know, they look beautiful. They feel great. The atmosphere is incredible. Um, so if you're really wanting to look at some amazing shows in Queensland and Brisbane, um, that'd be, that'd be a place to start. If you pop onto the pro wrestling league, uh, YouTube and have a look at a few of those shows there. You've, uh, you've got a lot of friends down South in New South Wales and they're doing it tough like Victoria did last year. Have you had an opportunity to speak to some of your wrestling mates down there and sort of try and cheer them up a bit? Yeah, I mean, I've spoken to a few, uh, quite a few of them down there. You know, you like to check up on the people that uh, that you're close to and everything when these sort of things go down and even the people you're not close to, you know. Um, they're doing it rough. Um, I don't, I'm not sure how much my, my words impact, but uh, hopefully they do a little bit. They're uh, definitely definitely take making it rough um for them down there yeah. so i only hope that after this four weeks that things start to ease off for them because uh, i can't imagine i mean being in queensland we've had it so lucky up here um we really we get few day lockdowns to a week and then we're back on track so um i can't imagine being in a position where you are locked down at a constant rate for that long it would be horrible i can't imagine yeah it is um I'm going to flick in a few of the listener questions that we got because it was actually quite a good response we got to announcing you coming on to the podcast. Um, I'm intrigued by this one by at Bastion James. Oh, no. Why are you a hat coward? <laughs> such a ridiculous question. I don't wear hats because they look ridiculous on me. And he has forever made fun of the fact that hats look ridiculous on me. <laughs> and that is why I'm a hat coward, because I refuse to wear hats no matter what. <laughs> that makes two of us. <laughs> just don't, I just, they just don't, my, my face doesn't suit them. I can do yeah. any glasses. Glasses are fine. Yeah. Uh, hats, no, no go. <laughs> but to be fair, Tony, you look terrible with or without a hat, so. Fickle. <laughs> um, also, we've got uh, the power of Grinch, friend of the show. Mm -hmm. uh, when are you going to make your triumphant return to Twitch? Hopefully soon. Um, I need to purchase a new computer, which I can now officially do. So I've just got to find the right stuff, get all everything put together. Um, so, I mean, hopefully if everything goes according to plan within the next few weeks, I'll be able to jump back on Twitch, which I'm so excited about because I have missed it. 
And Beast Eastman, who's um, the host of Wrestle Radio Australia, asks why, when conducting an interview, did you never plug your mic in? He loves to give me crap about uh, my <laughs> interviewing days. Um, if you can find any of the interviews he ever did with me on YouTube, they're, they're a fun, fun thing to watch. Um, back when I, before I started wrestling, um, I was a backstage interviewer. Um, and they, him and Jake Nova used to just give me hell in every backstage promo. Um, for a while, I never came in with a mic. We would just do the interview when they annoy the hell out of me and kick me out and tell me, oh, you, you're useless, blah, blah, blah. And then one day I came in without a microphone and they had Todd's just like, you're so unprofessional. I can't believe you came in here with a microphone. How dare you get out of our interview? I don't want to speak to you. So the next time I came in with a microphone and uh, well, if it wasn't plugged in because we never needed a microphone to begin with uh, because the microphone was on the camera uh, and he found the end of the plug, pulled it up in front of the camera and said, (laughs) Why have you not got your microphone plugged in? You're so unprofessional. Get out of here. Um, so, yes, he, if you can find any, I don't know where they are, but if you can find the promos for uh, AWA with Jake Nova, myself, and Todd Eastman, uh, give them a look because they are a lot of fun. They're very funny. They, they gave me a lot of crap. <laughs> I'll, have to talk to, I'll talk to Todd. He'll definitely have them. He will. He will. He'll send them through to you. <laughs> That's it for the list of questions. Yeah, that's it. Cool. I've got one more. I've got Go one for more it. question Jules, for, yeah. for you from well, me. You better uh, make it good. Oh, what's your best tip for making seitan chicken? Oh, um, I would always say just a lot of spices. Make it real flavorful. Um, like you've got to really like you do. You've got to really make it seem like it's chicken or something right um so lots of paprika lots of garlic salt lots of onion um onion powder all that kind of stuff really flavor it up i found is the best way to do it mm. i just made a beautiful chicken cacciatore for dinner tonight that was no such thing <laughs> as a beautiful chicken cacciatore i grew up with it oh it's awful Lucille, thank you so much for your time. We really do appreciate it. And uh, look forward to seeing you hopefully in Melbourne shortly on that uh, DMDU debut for you guys. And uh, when we do, we'll pop up and say good day. Brilliant. I hope, hope I can see you down there. Hopefully we can get down there. Fantastic. Lucille Brawl joining us here on The Turnbuckle.
Welcome back. Everyone can sit down now. The national anthem has been played and we'll get into the reason for that in just a tick. But what an amazing human being Lucille Brawl is. Yeah, she's that very a lot entertaining. Looking forward to seeing her in Melbourne shortly, uh, COVID permitting. We did get another mystery case today. Yes, we did. But that's all right. Hang in there. Uh, what an amazing human being this bloke is as well. He is a bloke. Yes, he is. Lyle joins us for the second oh, half of the show. Back amazing. from his shopping expedition to Aldi. Uh, yeah, I had to pick a, pick a few things up from um, the wrestling figure aisle at Toy World. Um, but Toy World's not open, it's Wednesday not open. night. It's Wednesday night. Nothing's open, mate. The only thing so, that was mate, open until 8 o'clock every, is Aldi, mate. Everything is open, mate. Don't worry about that. As soon as we're out, JXT put a couple of figures aside for me. I mean, for my wife. For her birthday yeah, tomorrow. Nice. So. Hang on, you took your kids to Melton shopping. Lucky well, they yeah. came back with you. But they they don't know what time it is in Melton, mate. It's you know, it's way back. <sighs> I reckon they're ten years behind us. And I'm from Werribee. So Did you stick to the main there. roads of Melton? Oh, of course, mate. And yeah, windows never get off the main road. There's up. only one. Yeah, no, no, true. no. And, and it, if people that are from Melton are listening to this, I didn't go anywhere near Mountain South. <laughs> a wide berth from Melton South. I used to work in Melton South, and I tell you what, my Fridays, my Thursday and Friday nights working in a service station was uh, was quality viewing. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. Lyle, I know where you live. Yeah, that that yes, <laughs> that's right, that's right. For our western suburbs uh, listeners, you live in the bird cage. I live in Birdsville, yeah, not too far Burnaby. away from Melton. So it might be <laughs> in distance, but it's not in similarity. <laughs> Uh, Melton South compared to Birdsville. Uh, Birdsville's got nothing on Melton South on a Thursday. Yeah. I was never there on a Saturday night, but a Thursday and Friday night working behind a counter at a service station as a 19-year-old. Uh, yeah, I had to grow up quickly, I think. The only great thing about Birdsville is the fact that the Werribee centuries at the, the Werribee cemeteries at the start of it. So people don't have too far to go. <laughs> My parents actually live on the back of the cemetery. so the dead, dead centre of town. Yeah, it yeah. is. All right, uh, let's get into the show. Australian national anthem was played because of the great Robbie Eagles. How amazing. Well, it's good to see another Australian winning gold in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. it, it was so good. It was it was so good to watch. Like I you know, had 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 our thoughts during the match that oh, they might be switching the title here, but you're never sure because, well, we've never had an Aussie holding a New Japan title before. Um, but the crowd were along for the ride. They were loud. I'm not sure if they're allowed to be that loud in uh, New Japan crowds at the you minute. Try, you try watching Robbie Eagles and not yelling out kawaii, kawaii. They, they love him there. He's a, he's a big favourite there. I really enjoyed the match. Them working over both, both guys' knees, you know, and seeing Robbie get that title. Dropped to his knees and kissing the title. Uh, it, I, I had a, I shed a few tears watching it. It was uh, very good. Yeah, Jules, everyone was, was unexpected. Yes, yes, it was. Uh, very. I, I think, yeah, no, no, I think that the story, the, the the tale it took us through, and the journey was, you know, he slaps on the Ron Miller special. He pulls out exactly the same move that that he beat Jushin Thunder Liger with, 
and El Desperado kicks out and you're like, oh my God, is it going to happen? No, it's not going to happen because he's putting out his best work here. So I think from uh, the way that the, the story was told, you, you didn't know right till the end. And I think that's what got the emotional response um, at the final bell. Yeah. I'm not going to say she knew, but my partner did not look surprised when I told her that he won the title. <laughs> Steph is still kayfabing uh, well she about the wrestling business, which is great. Um, even Kevin Kelly on commentary talking about Ron Miller and um, talking about Australian wrestling, what Robbie means to Australia. It was just really good to hear that on commentary of one of the big companies in the world. And as a side note on that, the number of mentions that Aussie Open got during that commentary, that, that says a lot. Yep. There's not, there's not many people in wrestling that are universally liked. Um, you know, but you don't hear anybody say a bad word about Robbie Eagles. No. Like even Tony hasn't said that he didn't high-five him one time or something. No, no, no. It's, uh, and no. I would expect it from Robbie because he's up there with the best Unlike some of the others who didn't bother to even think about Tony, it. Tony's, Tony's never gotten Robbie Eagles' name wrong. That is saying. No, no, you're right. I haven't actually. No, but he did accuse some mistaken random... his family at one station. You did, you, did, you did ask some random baseball coach if he was Robbie Eagles' <laughs> brother because his last name was Eagles. I did. <laughs> and he wasn't. Oh, no. no that's not his real name. <laughs> who, the coach? <laughs> Why would he change his name to Eagles, the coach? That's a cool name. Because he's a big fan of Ryan. (laughs) Uh, No, good on him. I haven't actually seen it myself yet, and I I will get a chance to do it. But was Gino on commentary at all? No. No, Uh, And I didn't think he would be due to the the COVID restriction. That's a shame. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Gino would have had to say how much he hated Robbie the whole time. So (laughs) it would have been very interesting. While crying. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, Ho- hopefully Gino can get over back to Japan soon. They, they called out for him. They did a couple of impressions of him. That was pretty cute. I like that. Yeah. Hopefully we can all get back there soon. Yeah. Well, that would be nice. Hopefully I think it's a while off. Japan. J- Japan's a while off, I think. Yeah. yeah. But Rob- well, Robbie, Robbie's going into the Junior Tag League tournament as well coming up. So I think he's going to be in Japan for a while. For the foreseeable, yeah, good on him. Well done. He's got a big. He's got a. He's got a big match um, announced with Hiromu. That'll just be sensational. And then the big one after that, because in the press conferences, Master Watto came out and said he wants a shot. So after the small matter of Hiromu, then it's Master Watto. That's right. Yes, that's it. That's putting Australian wrestling on the map. That big match. Beautiful stuff. Uh, I brought the jorts back out, boys. I got Uh, the opportunity to. To wear them this week. It's not shorts weather, Tony. No, I understand that, but I did it just uh, as a full gun salute to John Cena, who was back on the screens of WWE. Well, I mean, the good thing about your jorts is that since the knee operation, you've been required to do leg day pretty often. So yes, your legs have never looked better. They're looking better than Lyle's, actually. Uh, Yours are chicken legs compared to mine now, mate. (laughs) If I had jorts on, Tony, and we are just staring at each other's cars. We'll We'll have a jorts off. Short shorts, prou- maybe, but I'm going to proudly tell you that I've never owned or worn a pair of jorts in my life. I've got a pair if you'd like some. No, I wouldn't like some. <laughs> no. uh, what do we think about John Cena returning? It's 
remarkable how no one on the current roster ever can get a pop like someone like Cena can get. Um, and it's actually pretty, it's a pretty serious um, problem that WWE have. But um, I think everyone was happy to see him. The people who boo him, the people who cheer him, everyone was was happy to see him. Yeah. I don't, I don't think... Or to yeah, not see him. Yeah, not see him. Um, I think him being away for so long, that first pop that he got, which it was nostalgia straight away as soon as yes. um, you heard the music. Um, yeah, all right. In Australia, we probably got spoiled. The show was spoiled a little bit that he returned. But it's it spoiled for me because you messaged me before uh, I watched it. Given me spoilers. You, me- you messaged me five hours before I started watching the show about the show. I'm like, well, he's miles in front of me, but he does have a really important job at the minute. Um, I yeah. watched during my lunch break. I didn't watch the whole show. Yeah, well, I, I was unaware of that. So, yes, uh, spoiler alert that I didn't give to Welshy. Um, he got that WWE legend reaction that hasn't been on TV. Not a current member. You know, John Cena was on. TV regularly, he wouldn't get that. But that was a legend, a wrestling legend returning yeah. kind of pop. Um, I know ex- thousands more tickets sold to is it Madison Square Garden, where, wherever they're running. Um, you know, he's, yeah, he, he's going to sell more merchandise, my, more tickets. My favourite part was I rang Tony while the show must have just been starting. Um, and Tony said something I've never heard a wrestling fan say before. I love Tamina. I do. I reckon she's fantastic. My favorite, I just loved it because I'm thinking, in what context is I love Tamina ever getting uttered by a wrestling fan? Like, don't tell me there's she's won money in the bank. He's like, it's not a spoiler. She's just walking to the ring. <laughs> she hasn't done anything. Is it because she's the good snooker? <laughs> no, no, no. Well, she's, I just love, she's I the, just love the attitude. I just love her. I think she's fantastic. <laughs> Yeah, morally the good snooker. Um, I, I don't know, Tony, because that might have been a highlight of the show for you because those entrances... Tamina walking out. Yeah, because I don't think anyone else in the crowd reacted to many of those entrance, no, entrances they didn't, for that match. It was very, very quiet, that uh, the entrance. Well, it's a good entrance. time to bring it up then. Money in the bank, is it still a good concept for WWE to run with? I mean, has it lost some sort of gloss? I think the match has probably lost a bit of gloss because it's really hard to be creative. Although the end of the girls' match, the finish was actually pretty creative. It's something I'd never seen before. And the men's match was was a lot of fun. So as far as to watch, they're still fun. I don't think you look forward to them like you used to. But the Money in the Bank concept for me is still important as a storytelling mechanism. Yeah although they misuse it every single year, including this year. I thought they like, were creative with the girls' match. The no, finish, very creative. Yeah, yeah the, the matches are fine, you know, because you're going to get your stunts and your creative stuff. The stuff Ricochet did, the stuff yeah, Ricochet oh, did was mind-blowing. Yes. Ridiculous. Scary to watch oh, uh, yeah. some of the stuff Ricochet can do. But, yeah, it's always the follow-up that's... Yeah, you may have an amazing match and then the creative following is a letdown or it's treated as an afterthought. You know, it's not Edge winning it and then cashing in or even Seth um, cashing it in and, you know, being a prick heel or anything like that. It's just sometimes it get 
well, majority of the time now it's treated as a joke and an afterthought. So it's not a consequence. Um, I, 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 think the biggest problem, I think the biggest problem with it is that the money in the bank matches aren't the pay-per-view, aren't the major thing of the pay-per-view. Yeah. I don't think it's called money in the bank, but you've got so many other titles on the line and all that sort of stuff that carry more weight than the money in the bank that it doesn't, it doesn't seem fit that it should be called that. It's special. It doesn't seem special. But the money in the bank is a vehicle to um, elevate one of your mid tier stars to the main event. Um, Like Otis. Well, it didn't work for Otis because they, he lost it, but um, it definitely worked. Uh, like Nikki's now the champion already. She's cashed in. Um, Big E is a huge one. That like, but I don't think I would have put it on. See, Big E winning it. Do you want baby faces as your money in the bank person cashing in on a on a champion who's been beaten up? I, I don't think that's the right way to do it. I think it's a. It's definitely should be a heels. Oh, I thought Big E winning it title. was was the most obvious result of the lot after his mate after his teammate got absolutely. Belted, but, but do you want to see Big E? It's the chase winning the title, no, in a cowardly way. No, no. I want Big E to win it like Kofi won it, like where he's he's fighting in a one on one match with the odds stacked against him. Um, that's that's my issue with Big E winning it. It's not that I don't think he deserves the accolade and I don't think he deserves to be champion because I do, but I want him to win the championship. And it to be a magical moment, not just like Nikki when he comes in and cashes in on a fallen champion. I what think it, what actually, it, my my issue with it is that the, the having the contract is a is a long term storytelling device, and it's really good for that. And the longer it goes, yeah. and then the surprise, putting that in a in a, a, a set of storylines that seem to be booked event to event means that you either have to do it really really quickly, which kind of negates the point of having the device. Or it just gets forgotten about and then thrown in what appears like uh, random. Yeah, and the last few years, including this year, you've seen them have the women's money in the bank winner cash in either the same night or next day, and then the men's one gets held over. I think that look, no one, no one held that money. The, the best two, the best money in the bank reigns recently was Carmella when she held it all bloody year. And Seth Rollins, when he cashed in at WrestleMania, that's when it's good. When you've got someone making, when that, mm. when that briefcase is making the wrestler a star. And that's what they need to do more of. Yeah, no, good call. A uh, couple of legends, or one especially of the WWE, CM Punk, a guy that's got a fairly big following is Daniel Bryan. And but Daniel Bryan's a legend. Well, yeah, he's a legend. Is he a legend? He's- well, he's yeah. done more than he's done more than CM Punk. Brian Danielson was a was legend a before for he got years. the WWE. Daniel Bryan's a, a legend. He was a, a jobber for two legend. years, but he was well. still important. He still was. He, he still thought he could win the title. He, he was riding himself to be a jobber, Tony. I Stop. know. He, he, uh, <laughs> regardless, the rumors are really strong, boys. That both have, if not signed a contract with AEW, uh, have already done that or not too far away from doing it thoughts this is great for wrestling as a wrestling fan it's just great for wrestling i've seen cm, CM punk follow aew and tony khan on twitter and then unblock wwe and follow them and follow vince mcmahon he's a great troll well played and he he gets it um 
I'm hoping, you know, just for my own, what I want to see is him turn on the fan straight away and just be a heel because he's it's gonna one be of the very great. Hard. It's going to be very hard. It's going to be hard at the start, but, you know, he's left it that long that now the crowds have stopped chanting for CM Punk. Uh, well, they'll chant for him in Chicago. Yeah, they were chanting very loud annoying, in Chicago. Yeah, but in a WWE show, when there's a shitty match on or there's a lull in the show, they just randomly, that has stopped. The fans oh, have only been back for a week, Bob. <laughs> what do you mean? They, they, don't, they didn't have the button in the Thunderdome to put the CM Punk chants on? Well, that's unauthentic. <laughs> Bloody hell, Kevin Dunn. Hey, I'll tell you what, though. Your mate, Lol, uh, Mr. Meltzer, was very strong about the fact that he believed that WWE had been shopping both CM Punk and Daniel Bryan around, particularly Bryan, to New Japan Wrestling and trying to get them a foothold in there to try and keep Brian interested in the company. Yeah. Well, obviously, Daniel Bryan wants to do other things. He wants to wrestle in the big companies in Mexico. You know, he doesn't need millions and millions of dollars, even though he has it already. Um, He'll get he wants it. To have, he, of course he will. He's write his own check now. Um, would I love to see him in a G1? Yes. I don't think I'm the only one. Daniel Bryan would love to be in a G1. I just don't see WWE being able to play nice with another company that's on that level. It's okay to partner with Evolve and Progress because they're underneath. Yeah, they could even team with ROH because they could see ROH is not a threat. I don't think you team with um, – they don't need to team with people in their own country. But teaming with internationals would be smart. Yeah, but I just don't see – WWE, yeah, they'd want to take a Tanahashi versus John Cena on a on a big WWE pay-per-view. Would be amazing. Educate the American fans on who Tanahashi is. And then they send, um, you know, Tamina back to New Japan. Um, well, Tony, Tony, Tony would Tony subscribe. Would New Japan World New subscription Japan for there. a month. I just, yeah, I don't think it's on an even keel and WWE, they'd always want to be the winner. Um, in it, even when they owned WCW, they had to book WCW as the shit. <laughs> they were their own, was their own company now. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Jules, would it be right in saying that New Japan have been trying to get their own foothold in America anyway? Yeah, well, the, the stuff that's coming out of um, the US and and the way that they've been really smart with their travel, um, it's it's great wrestling and it's worth a watch. And you've got actual stars like Chris Dickinson, Tom Lawler. Um, doing amazing things and they're managing to get people like um, Kojima over there and Juice Robinson obviously but yeah I think that New Japan have done a much much better job of getting into the American market than I think WWE would do uh, attempting that in Japan as as much as they've they've got plans to do yeah Um, I noticed I saw today that um, the signing or alleged signing of Brian and Punk has caused Braun Strowman stocks to, to skyrocket because WWE don't want him turning up on AEW. Uh, it's one thing Vince McMahon loves. He loves a six foot eight, 300 pound. Well, then why'd he sack him? Why'd he say exactly? Well, because he might have been on an inflated contract because AEW. Now he's worth uh, more. A couple of years. Yeah, but he might sign for unders. I, I don't see him showing up on AEW. I don't know. I've heard there's interest from both sides on AEW as well. Always going to be interest. From your mate, Meltzer. Well, if you believe Meltzer, that's on you, not on me. 
I don't um, read him. You yeah, do. Don't, don't you shit read on your him. mates. You you read him more than me. It's the last um, time he has a beer with you in Japan. Yeah, Braun Strowman over in all Japan or something like that. I know he's you know maybe he's an American wrestling fan. So um, if he stick him up, up in, stick him up in zero one. Stick him up against Jack Harley Jackson. See yeah, how go. Chop him down. Yeah. Uh, moving speaking on, of, boys. What about yeah, G? Speak, yes. Yeah, speaking of, I'm sorry. Like speaking of Meltzer, Tony's next subject. Uh, GCW. Yep, yeah, yeah. Meltzer had and, a connection. Uh, and Gage yeah. loses to uh, Matt Cardona. Zach Ryder, I like to call him. Yeah, fair enough. I, I like to call him the Michael Jordan of wrestling figure collection uh, collecting. Um, that's how I know him as. Because um, you're a nerd. Was, well, we're doing a wrestling podcast, so that's uh, calling someone a nerd is yeah, it's irrelevant. Um, yeah, I think he's the, the second best wrestling figure deathmatch wrestler, for sure. Yep. <laughs> you and I could do a podcast, Lol Beauty and the Geek. You need to hire someone to be the beauty. Yeah, that's true. Good point. Well, it's a it's an audio medium, Minor. Tony. Minor so detail. It doesn't matter. We could we could bluff who we could take it in turns who the beauty is each week. No one would know what we look like. Tell us about oh, the match. It was good. Uh, Matt Cadone, he, he took everything. Pizza cutter spots. You know, his back and the back of his shoulder was an absolute mess. Um, I think there's a little bit in the match that he may have been a bit nervous. And he worried a little bit, and he, so they paused. But he was all right. The ref checked on him. Nick Gage took care of a guy that is inexperienced in those kind of matches. The crowd was hot. They didn't want to see Matt win. And the only right thing to do was for Matt to win that title. So I was happy. It was, it was really good. Um, the fans losing their mind at the end of the match, throwing shit in the ring. And then Matt giving the, giving the fingers and running off through the crowd. It was it was a great spectacle. I didn't watch it. It sounds like even the fans who weren't paid to throw stuff in the ring threw stuff in the ring. And really <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It was um, it was like Nitro at their peak. Um, maybe a little bit more dangerous, um, as uh, well. She alluded to with Meltzer losing his mind. <laughs> I said he had a conniption fit. Uh, he did. He he, he did. Meltzer hates heat. If that's if that's his opinion, yeah, it is dangerous. It is dangerous. Someone could get hurt. I tell you what, but they are wrestlers. They the could photo, also get the photos of his arm, that left they just arm, had a and the cuts. Match. Like they were yeah. already hurt. <laughs> yeah, it looked gruesome. It was. It was. It was. It was gross. The um, yeah, running the pizza cutter across the forehead. Um, you know the light tubes, which you know. Matt doesn't have a lot of experience in, uh, um, you know. Or but, any. Well, he he cut himself the previous month on the ring canvas and complained about it, and that was when he was giving an offensive move to Nick Gage um, in the build-up to the match. Uh, but, yeah. You don't think that was a work? Nah, no, no. <laughs> he, was, he was cut by the glass that he wasn't. Uh, wasn't meant to, but um, yeah, I look forward to it. And obviously, Gage going up against Chris Jericho on this week's Dynamite, you can't have the GCW champion lose 
on national TV. So it all yeah, you can't out. have a, you can't have an indie title getting disrespected on a major. Hey, wrestling <laughs> wrestling are their workers. <laughs> Their workers, yeah. So their main title wasn't gonna, he <laughs> wasn't gonna lose on uh, on TV. This doesn't work for me, brother. All right, moving on to AEW Fighter Fest, and uh, their big match on night two was the Texas Death Match. Lance Archer getting the win. Yes, he's a New Japan title holder. Moxley had it for a while. Um, obviously, couldn't defend it back in Japan, so he's. Done a few things on uh, New Japan Strong. I thought it was he, a great match. He held um, the title for 24 hours. What? Moxley won the title the night before, didn't he, in night one? Uh, what? Oh, no. that was the week before. The week before. No. 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 Okay. He's uh, had the title for like over a year, hasn't he? Pre-pandemic, I, I believe. He's I believe I saw it. I think I saw him have that title in Japan. <laughs> Yeah. Are you sure yeah. it was John Moxley? Well, yes. It could have been Dean Ambrose. I, I thought it was Dean Ambrose who held the title for a while. Oh, that's where you see. So stop getting, get off Wikipedia, Tony, to doing your research. <laughs> um, it was it was halfway through this match that I was watching, like, geez, this crowd is absolutely loving Lance Archer. Maybe they really want to see a title change. And then I realized they were in his hometown of Dallas. Um, <laughs> so it was good. You know, the, the barbed wire boards and everything that they used. Um, it was good. It's good end. Well, that kicked off the show of the second night. Um, you know, the coffin match was amazing. Ethan Page in a really good match that I enjoyed seeing on TV is something I wouldn't have thought I said would have said. Who's Ethan Page? Here we go. Impact Impact Legend, Karate Man. Oh yeah, well, she do you even watch wrestling? You watch less wrestling than Tony nowadays. Uh, I watch a little. I, I like to. I like to go to the wrestling. Yeah. Well. Yeah, well everything on TV. I don't like two two oh five live. That's it for me. Thirty minutes on Saturday <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> the two matches they give you. That's all I need. That's it. I'm done. Tony watches two oh five live and main event. <laughs> uh, he was a Sunday night heat and a shotgun uh, big fan back in the day. Velocity. They had superstars bit. of wrestling back in the day. Yeah. But it, AEW for me, the reason I'm tuning in every week is because of the long term storytelling of the Adam Page. Uh, when he kicks out of the one wing angel, which I'm assuming might be in five or six weeks' time, I think the crowd's going to lose it. Oh, well, if you follow wrestling, you know where this story is going. Um, I'm hoping to see it. Yeah, they got the big uh, tonight. Um, if you're listening on Thursday, uh, Dark Order versus the Elite for the number one contender world title and the tag title. So I'm assuming the Dark Order and Hangman win that against Kenny Omega and the Elite. So whatever Hangman Page is doing, I'm all in. I'm all he still in. can't make me like the Dark Order, so he can't do everything. Well, you don't watch the TV, so you can't like the Dark Order. I didn't like the Dark Order at the start, but Hangman has won me over. Do you think he's the right guy to be the, what, second guy to kick out of the One-Winged Angel after Koto Ibushi? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I believe so. Yeah. I, the long-term storytelling of this whole Adam Page and then him going back and forth and not having the confidence in himself and then 
the drinking storyline. If you've paid attention to it, I believe it is. And while well, the neck beards from AEW fans are going to lose it. So I'm growing my beard now. So hopefully it kicks in in three months. Beautiful. It's Good luck. coming along. Well, it's already <laughs> just on your neck. So you're doing all right. <laughs> it's the only place it grows. Speaking of long, speaking of long-term stories, back I think uh, in February of this year, Tony Khan opened the forbidden door when Kento arrived on Dynamite. Tell us all about that. Yeah, so it was the forbidden door back then, but now, and everyone was losing their minds, but now it's the forbidden doors, and now the the links are there between AEW, New Japan, Impact, CMLL, uh, AAA. Um, NWA are in now um, and there's others too so it's it's a concept that's, that's so big now it's more to me like a, a hall of mirrors rather than a forbidden door you've got all the doors are open so as a fan you can get completely lost in it you can't possibly see everything at the same time um, so I like to think of it like a, um, a crossover event like a comic book series or a movie or, or a TV franchise where I think you can use it to find what you like and this is what I think is so exciting about the concept because, yeah, you can stick to your main series or your main show that you're watching now, but um, do dip your toe into some of that other stuff. Find what else that you might like and then um, see how that fits into the time that you've got to watch wrestling. And in the same way that people can't watch all the WWE, can possibly do that. You can't even watch all the AEW on, on YouTube. But I'd say adding some variety is really good for you and you might find yourself adjusting the percentage of time you're watching your main wrestling shows um, to add a bit more flavor and to watch some of these other companies because there is some amazing wrestling out there in these companies and the links can only be good for wrestling as a whole. Can't watch all of WWE. I'd argue you can't watch all of an episode of Raw. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I mentioned it earlier. This is only good for wrestling fans as a whole. You know, you can pick your side that's a waste of time. You want to sit there and argue whether AEW is better than WWE? Who cares? Just watch what you like. But the, the crossover, it's like when WCW and WWE were going head-to-head and you didn't know who was going to show up. Um, yes, we're all smarter fans now. The or A lot of more information is out there. But if you're watching an impact, you know, and... David Finley shows up with Juice Robinson. Some American fans might not know who they are. And, you know, they get the thrown out there. Oh, then New Japan wrestlers. Oh, let's check that out. I think it just benefits everyone. You know, Drew Parker uh, at GCW on the weekend. You know, oh, what's he been doing the last few years? Killing it in Japan. Um, I think it just opens up all the doors. Yeah, I believe us, believe me, some of us are a lot more dumber than we were when we were following that other stuff. You said we were smarter fans. It's not the case with everyone. And by the way, big shout out Drew Parker, going from in 2019, being in the mid card in, in Brit Rest across attack and progress and stuff, doing okay as part of a faction, to suddenly becoming pretty much the number one deathmatch wrestler in the world, holding the two of the biggest. Besides stars. Joel Bateman. <laughs> I would say uh, Atlas Whitaker, but they each to their own. Did get announced. Did get announced for the tournament. Speaking of Joel Bateman and DMDU uh, and WrestleBrainia, what's happening there? Did I see something get announced? Don't bloody, don't even start, Tony. No, they're they're joining forces. What's wrong with that, Tony? 
I'll tell no, you what's wrong with that. I'll, I'll, tell, you about I'll, Twitter, I'll, I'll tell you what's yeah. wrong with that. Oh, okay. Well, I am the reigning champion of WrestleBrania. Hang on, hang we, on. I thought that was our that was we. Yeah, we. I thought it was our program. Oh, no, hang I on. Tony. You weren't the there. You weren't there. You weren't there. It was Welshie and I. I am the reigning champion of WrestleBrania. How are they having a WrestleBrania without me defending my title? Is it a title match though? I don't care. Do they have an interim title? I I don't know. I don't know. But maybe it's a money in the bank. But This could be for the uh, North Fitzroy heavyweight title. I've got another issue, though. On the Friday night, they're having some sort of an interview show. Who's the one that... We're the ones that interview people. Not Jeff Setti. What's that that date on that Friday night? Is it the 21st or the 22nd of August? I don't know. I don't have it in front I'm, of me. I'm, I'm booked for that, Joe. Booked? How are you booked? Well, Jeff called me the, the, the other day and he said, are you available? I've missed and a I call from me. Jeff and I deliberately didn't call him back, but now probably I should. Well, I'll tell you what I'm going to be doing. Maybe that's why he booked me, Tony, because you didn't answer. Oh, possibly. I'm going to sit in the front row and ruin the night for Jeff. He told me this is his big opportunity. You know what I do? I take people's opportunities. Sounds nasty. Might bring some friends. Um, well, well, maybe I have to tip off security and have you uh, escorted out of the building. If, if you are security, I'm not worried. Does he need an announcer? Not after you no-showed the last two of your shows, mate. I don't think you'll be booked again. No. I think he's got one of the other guys. From there's, the there's two people in this chat that forget family members' birthdays and it's not Jules and I. I didn't. I didn't forget the birthday. I just forgot that I had to acquire a birthday present. I forgot my dad's birthday. No, nah, I've had enough of Jeff Seti. Jeff, whatever Jeff his who? name is. Jeff, who? Are you saying that you're going to mess up his Jeff settings? <laughs> yes, I'm going to. I'm going to put him in some other language so that his phone is unused, rendered unusable. <laughs> there I, is. Rest what? assured. I will be on that WrestleBrainia show by hook or by crook. Right. We'll wait and see yourself. how that turns out for you. A couple upcoming events this Friday night. UPW with the Undisputed Glory 4. And PCW have slammed back in Ferntree Gully now that the gates are opened. Saturday, July 31, NHPW, Path to Greatness at the Coburn Youth Centre. The National Hockey League Pro Wrestling. Did I say that right? Yeah, you, you did. For, that's why you were expecting laugh. me to say Cockburn, weren't you? Yeah, yes. Yeah, no. Yes. But you got it in anyway. Expecting, hoping. <laughs> and he got it in. Well done, Tony. You can't hey, help he it. said Coburn, and he goes, I think I fucked this up. It's definitely Cockburn. <laughs> I did actually. Say, I thought, oh, how was it that right? I have never said Coburn. This doesn't hey, sound uh, right. Jules, thank you so much for joining us today. Really appreciate it. Always a pleasure, lads. Catch you guys next week. See you guys next week. Hopefully I can make the interview this time. I look forward to listening to the interview when the uh, show Well, drops. I'll only be there if we record on Tuesday. Okay. It's a special day next Wednesday. Whose birthday? It's you a special day. Else. You forgot someone else's birthday, Tony. Whose birthday? Yours? No, mine's on mine's on Saturday. 
Welshies. Is he yes. always on Wednesday? Yeah. Oh, we have to do a special birthday show, don't we? All the best people are Leos. Mm. Uh, we'll catch you next week right here on the Turnbuckle. Thanks for joining us.